0: of How to Date Men, a podcast exploring the world of dating, relationships, hookups and intimacy. This podcast is presented by Gaydar.net, the online dating specialists that have been helping men come together for over 25 years. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode of How to Date Men, we're joined by Firefly. Firefly is a tantric practitioner, coach and teacher. Firefly, welcome. Hello. Now, when we're talking about relationships and intimacy, why is tantra something that might help us navigate how we connect with others?
1: Um, I think the thing is, Tantra is a huge um, subject, you know, it goes back from um, the fifth century. um, If you're, you know, looking back at the origins of it, but in um, the way we see Tantra in Neo Tantra in the West, is much more to do with touch and intimacy. So we've taken the basics of classical Tantra, and where which are to do with being really present. And And really aware and trying to see the divinity in the other person. So we've taken those bits and we're applying that to sexuality and um, intimacy. And by being really present with someone and really trying to invest in them, you take the um, attention, if you like, off of yourself. So you're not in your head worrying about, oh, God, am I doing this right? What do they think of me? What do I think of them? You know, you're just completely in the moment with that person. So... I just think even, even if whatever experience you have with the person that you're, you're with, it doesn't matter whether it's for life or just for that moment. But in that one moment, it can be truly, I hate this word, but it's a truly authentic. Yeah.
0: You started exploring Tantra about 10 years ago, is that right? What, what sort of drew you to Tantra? Why was that something that resonated with you?
1: Well, originally I started doing, um, I, uh, well, I found a book. And it was called The Eight Human Talents. It never mentioned the word tantra in it. But it was kundalini yoga. And I started doing yoga at the time. And kundalini yoga is tantra yoga. Tantra is all about the kundalini energy that uh, rises through us. Explain what
0: kundalini energy is, because I think that's interesting and might not be something that people know about.
1: Okay, well, one teacher that I work with actually says kundalini was a word which meant sex. So um, the kundalini is believed to be uh, depicted as serpents that sort of cross. Um, and as this sexual energy rises, it cleanses all the energy centers that lie through our body and takes us to, and this is classical, takes us to a place of enlightenment. So that's the, the ancient belief. Yeah, and so I came across Kundalini Yoga. and um, loved that because it was a yoga that you could put in place um, for if you were having, you know, sort of difficulties or, or challenges, you could apply different yoga techniques And it would kind of free you, you know, because all of this stuff we hold in our body, all trauma, you know, tensions we hold in our body. And this yoga was used to release that. Then from that, I then went into, um, I was a performer at the time, but I trained as a masseur just in case I was out of work and I, you know, I could do massage when I needed to. Um, But I didn't really ever use it. And then with my um, husband now, we um, came across a tantrum massage training course. And... um, we decided it would just be nice to go and learn that, to learn to do that on each other. And we did that with a company in um, Europe, Gay Love Spirit. And I just loved it because it was bringing in all my sort of knowledge of Kundalini yoga and all the sort of, um, of the kind of the spiritual side of, of um, Tantra and bringing that into massage. And then I just started doing that um, for friends and things. And um, I went to a Tantra festival in Glastonbury And started, people asked me to do tantric massage for them. And people were having really great um, responses to it. That I kind of thought, oh, this is something I could do. And then that's when I started. Maybe I'm
0: very good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then that's when I started just doing the massage. And then from the Uh massage, I then started learning more and getting deeper in and then sort of started coaching and teaching
0: and maybe just spell it out for us what's the difference sort of in the way that you describe it between tantra and yoga and meditation because they all sort of play in similar spaces but they're quite distinct disciplines is that right
1: yeah um i'll try and simplify it as much as i understand because tantra is um was actually almost like a rebellion against there was hinduism and buddhism and, and jainism lots of different religions and Tantra was a rebellion against that saying, we don't need to look towards gods. We have it inside ourselves. We have our own divinity, our own light. Um, So Tantra was all about finding that. Um, Yoga, as we understand it in the West, is um, postures. You know, somebody found a part of yoga in India and said, Oh, this bit's going to really make people fit. Let's take this over to the West and yoga has become, you know, sort of a a fitness class. but yoga in itself, were, the word means union, and it was a way of using different techniques for us to um, you know, get closer to the gods. Um, whereas Tantra does use what we understand as yoga, postures. Tantra uses postures, it uses meditation, it uses breath work, it uses mudras and mantras, all the same things, but just more inwardly to find our own um, devotion to the divinity ah. and to find the divinity in other people. which is that
0: being present with other people kind of thing which is what makes it
1: brilliant for um, relationships because you're really trying to um, be that in somebody else
0: your coaching sessions are designed to help guys with personal growth and self-acceptance what sort of issues are people bringing to you when when they come to you to work on something like that
1: Okay, I've been thinking about this because there's obviously lots of different things but the two main things are... um, People getting stuck in their head, so they say they're not enjoying sex. They're not enjoying intimacy with anybody else because all they're doing is in their head thinking a lot of the time they're not doing it right. Am I doing this right? What am I doing?
0: So the anxiety about a sexual encounter? Yeah, the anxiety,
1: uh, the stress, and the shame, you know, sort of holding them back uh from from being able to be there. Also, um, one of the main things is people being able to feel empowered to ask for what they want. Ah. So they're just going along with whatever the person wants and they feel um, unfulfilled.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You touched on shame there and that always seems to like a really powerful sort of driver of, of some of these things. Can you talk a little bit about how shame impacts our ability to connect with others?
1: Okay, well, this is um, you know something I'm really passionate about because if you think of our society, is um, for everyone, gay, straight, everyone. We're made to feel that sex is something that should be not really talked about. You know, it's taboo, it's kind of hidden. Um, And especially with religion, it should only ever be with one person for your whole life. Um, (laughs) And anything outside that is sort of a kind of shameful. When you layer that with being gay or queer, um, you've then got another level of shame and, I think, you know, from the moment we realise that we're gay or queer, we know that there's something that we don't want people to know about us, that we're always trying to hide. And and then that becomes from a very young age, and then that becomes just part of our personalities, that we're sort of trying to hide that. So then when we're with someone in a, an, intimate, um, an intimate experience, it's just habitual for us to always be hiding that part of ourselves because also we're scared. We're scared that if someone sees that part of us, they're not going to like us. We don't think that. That's just habitual in our body.
0: Yeah, intuitive, innate sort of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Such a vulnerable sort of place to put yourself in almost or to, to be in. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's the clue. Vulnerability is the most important thing. And that's what Tantra really tries to get at, to get us to be vulnerable. Because once we're open, we're open to everything. The experiences we can have with someone else and sort of letting love into our life. Yeah, yeah.
0: How does a Tantric coaching session work? What actually goes down when someone rocks up for a coaching session?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, to start with, the first sort of part of the session will be using kind of talk therapy and trying to um, get to the bottom of what's really underlying. Because we believe if it's happening in your sex life, it's happening in your real life. So, you know, if you're not asking for what you want in sex, you're probably not asking for what you want in in life. And you're always going down this road of, of feeling unfulfilled. So once we can find out where that's kind of coming from, uh, whatever whatever the challenge is. Um, I can then apply certain practices, tantric practices that um, specifically, you know, I'll have to work out which ones I think are going to benefit this person most of all. And then we'll go on from that. And that may look like, for example, let me think, well, usually on a first session, it's all about creating a place, um, my room, studio, that somebody's going to feel really safe in so that they're happy to to start exploring and to take risks and and let that side of themselves that they've been sort of hiding come out. So on the first session, we may sit and do um, some eye gazing and I'll talk them kind of through um, a meditation, um, which is all about trying to drop all the um, seeing the image of someone, trying, seeing this thing that, oh, I'm sexually attracted to this person and trying to get past that and just see the, the the light that's inside that person, you know, the actual thing that they're born as. And really try, you know, and through this meditation, we really try and see that in each other. Once we get to that place, we can then start um doing what we call an undressing ritual, which is a, a very long kind very long, but fifteen, twenty minutes of undressing in the slowest, most um considerate way, thinking about every single piece of clothing, every single texture, every single motion because it's all about um putting our attention into the moment so that nothing else matters yeah. the only thing that matters in the world in that moment when i'm with that person is the way that i'm taking off their shirt at that time and a lot of people have never had that much attention put on them
0: no it could be quite unsettling i mean i, I love the sound of the undressing ritual it sounds a bit like a burlesque tease but without the music somehow but uh... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no it's not like that no I don't... <laughs>
1: But that's really, because it's about intention, what we're doing is, again, honouring the divinity, but very specifically, it's honouring the Shiva, the God Shiva, as if the person in front of you is that God. So when I'm undressing them, I'm treating them as they are the most godlike um, figure in front of me. And a lot of us have never had somebody treat us like that. Mm. And then we reverse that, we'll both um, undress, and then, depending on the work we're doing, Um, I usually will go into a massage because it's the best way for us to really start to feel, um, to help get the client out of their head and just start to really feel their body. And this type of massage is different than just, I don't know if, you know, like, um, very different from sports massage. You don't want to hurt them at all. (laughs) It's about waking up the body. So a lot of it is very soft touch really um
0: a uh, bit energized more than relaxing yeah, like of, somewhere
1: or, between uh-huh. almost tickling and um erotic sort of somewhere between to really sort of wake uh-huh. up the body so that, and a lot of the time people will shake or shiver and then yeah. take that maybe into massage so it starts to become more um erotic and then depending on the person it may go into a cock massage or ass massage and um and then we'll go into a lot of breathing techniques to get them into sort of a an altered state yeah yeah yeah
0: and that's sort of a lot of self-focus isn't it like sort of personal development and and self-confidence almost and is that fairly essential i guess in terms of getting those tools and that base established before you can start thinking about connecting with other people and making authentic connections?
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, Because people may say, how can you know, just giving someone a massage or whatever, how can that then translate to them having um, a better experience with someone else? But I think the main thing is the start of it is the the eye gazing and the touching and just being really conscious in that. Because if if two people can just spend that time really before they go anywhere else, just really being with each other. And you can even do that with your friends and family and, and something. And it becomes, it becomes habitual. The more we do it, it becomes habitual that when somebody's talking, they're just really there with you and they're not in their own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the
0: things that you offer through your coaching is fantasy play, which always sounds interesting to me. Why is that something that might be beneficial in this context?
1: Different reasons people believe with um, fantasy play. One is that it can be um, reclaiming something that's happened to you. You may have had bad experience, um, some sort of trauma that's happened in your past with um, with in your sex life. And you can come to me and we set up a really safe place. You know, maybe it wouldn't be something maybe we'd do on the, the first session. But once my client feels really safe with me and in this place you can explore and do whatever you want, we can recreate whatever happened to them. But they have the power this time. So this time they, they make the decisions and they're not being sort of taken advantage of. So that's one thing. The other thing is that the actual word fantasy in itself, it means that it's something that somebody is not, experiencing you know so therefore it comes with a little bit of shame so to just give someone a space where they can play out these things which they've not felt happy to be to other people to say they want to live out it's um empowering
0: yeah so linking back to that asking for what you want almost Mm. as well but and not being hindered by the shame you might feel around those fantasies somehow
1: yeah yeah definitely and i think they do this a lot more in the bdsm world there's a whole um healing practice in the bdsm world which is um yeah you know, more than i would do.
0: Ah, ah. and is tantric coaching something that just works with you know single guys guys by themselves or could you do it with couples is there like a couples version of tantric coaching?
1: Yeah, i do do it with couples also and that can be amazing actually. Um when i've done it with couples i've not had any interaction with them individually. I've just worked with them, sort of leading them through practices. And a lot of the time people will come because they feel like they've lost something in their relationship. Um, so through doing these tantric practices, um, again, just being really present with each other, touch, once again, exploring each other's bodies, finding places on their bodies that they've forgotten that they were even aroused by, or that they were erotic and rediscovering each other. And it's actually really, really beautiful to be in that space. It's kind of the energy, you know. It becomes, yeah, it's really fulfilling for me actually to watch it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's more than just like finding new ways to spice things up a bit. It's actually about almost going back to basics. Somehow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Go and and maybe and this does come up sometimes. Things they've never done with each other before. Yeah. Especially yeah. for a lot of us as gay men, we never. I'm saying a lot because of generalization, but we never really just sit and give all our attention to our partner, looking really with contact, seeing them, looking in their eyes face to face. And it's an amazing experience when you just keep eye contact with someone the whole time. And even if you're touching them and exploring places, you start to read in their eyes, what they're enjoying and which parts of their body. And it's it's like a game that you're playing with each other, finding what um, starts to excite them again. So in a long relationship, people that come usually as, um, have been in a long relationship. They've, you know, they've just lost the time to even be able to do that if they didn't do it. Yeah, because we often talk about sort of learned
0: patterns of behaviour you know, in the context of sort of masturbation and stuff. But you know, with couples and relationships, you also sort of build up those learned patterns of behaviour. of this is how we function, this is our intimacy, this is how we have sex kind of thing. To mm. to actually try and unlearn some of that or rediscover things you might have forgotten, that's a that's a big step somehow, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And also like I I don't think um we we should make it wrong that the sort of sex that people have which is not tantric is is wrong. It's just as valid. Oh, not
0: less than. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not a hierarchy of sex
1: somehow. Yeah, uh-huh. no, definitely. Um but I think if we if we can experience it as well, because actually to have a tantric experience with someone takes hours, and you may yes. not have hours. But-
0: Sometimes it's a Tuesday night and yeah. you just need to get stuff done.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you can check in every now and then and just bring yourself back to that, then you, you just learn about each other so much. And you really feel seen by each other. You know. That- remembering yeah who you are to each other
0: i guess my final question is if someone was wanting to explore how tantra might help them with their personal growth and self-acceptance what advice or guidance would you give them
1: i think um this one is like (laughs) it sounds so cheesy but it's like rupaul's drag race you can't love yourself how the hell you gonna love anybody else because (laughs) tantra essentially is all about self-discovery um even working with someone else, you learn so much about yourself, about, you know, you can be sat with someone and you start to realize that it's bringing up, a lot of people cry with eye gazing. And, you know, so you go away and you go, what was happening for me there? Oh my God, I, I was, it was bringing up these emotions for me. Where's that coming from? So people start to go through their own process and doing their own self-discovery. And by doing that, it, it takes you to a place where you can become more open-hearted. And for me, it's not actually about loving yourself. A lot of people say you need to love yourself. To me, that doesn't really make sense because I'm not sure that's something you can consciously do. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: But to actually be able to, now this is sort of getting, because tantra for me is a spiritual practice, but for me, the whole world, you know, and everything around us is made of of energy and that's true by science. That energy is the energy of love. And if you can open up your heart to that, then you can open your heart to the person you're with. It's exactly what you said in the beginning, vulnerability. You put yourself in a vulnerable place because you can just open your heart to them. But if you're always, like, scared and close to your heart, you're never really going to be able there's always going to be this wall between you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fascinating. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Firefly. Everything you need is on his website, fireflytantra.com how to date men is presented by gaydar.net the online dating specialists that have been helping men come together for over 25 years we'll see you next time bye